The following show is scheduled for one hour. Making their way to the studio at a combined height of 17 feet 5 inches, Will Macklin, RJ Stacy, and Justin Hargrove. Wrestling with Ideas! Wow! What a great intro for the first show in Wrestling with Ideas. I'm Will Macklin. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. Are you? I, I Are cannot you wait. Are you pumped? Oh you my pumped? gosh. Um, to my left, Justin Hargrove. Hello, hello. How's it going? Well, I don't know why we're introing ourselves, but just a little of the people's voices, just so you can hear us. RJ, you're sitting across from me, pal. Yes. How's it going, Will? Very happy. Very excited. And we have an intern, first year wrestling fan, love to be on the show, Brayden Mayhew. How are you, pal? Feeling fantastic being here tonight with all of you. Oh, gosh. And we are going to start off with a bang, bang, if you will. Big bang. Big bang, big bong theory. We got Mick Foley on the show, my friends. Mick Foley is going <laughs> – we interviewed him a little bit earlier today, mm. and uh, this is a big – this is the big drop. So excited. Um, so excited that I forgot to record the first little bit. <laughs> and I didn't even talk when I was talking to him. I was just like, oh, Mick Foley, oh, yeah, yeah, like giggling, like I was like giggling, it was crazy, <laughs> and so I didn't even press record for the beginning of the interview, so how I started is, hey, Mick, what's up, uh, uh, how's your health, you just had back surgery, and are you even going to make it to Ottawa, so here we go. Oh, uh, but after, four days after the surgery, I finally started coming around, and so, uh, uh, well, you guys in Ottawa won't have to worry, I'll be, I'll be fine by then, but my worry was when I went, hit British Columbia, and, and, um, um, Alberta, that I'd be in a chair. You know, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> your first show I mean, is actually in Maple Ridge, and it's coming up on the 16th. You must be excited for this Canadian tour. Well, you know, excited, a little concerned because we're hitting some really small towns, and uh, you know, they keep on saying it's walk up town. <laughs> like, no, you know, exactly. It's like wrestling. You still feel a lot better when you know it's. I mean, I like the idea of shows being sold out and showing up and knowing that. So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of chances we're taking on this three week tour, and uh, I hope uh, some of them pay off. Now, um, coming up uh, for your show, it's a it's a comedy wrestling show. What can we expect from you in this uh, this one man uh, show? Are you going to be dressed up as Mark Twain and open and stuff? It's going to be good. Hey, you know, I like that idea because yeah, Twain did you know the one man show. People didn't. I, I never should have called what I did stand up comedy. Should have called it. Uh, you know the spoken word tour because people are, are you know you hear you know these horror stories of people who dabble in comedy and don't do well. So it is it's it's like for anyone who loved the books, it's the same style of storytelling, just slightly exaggerated and you know and told in a more dramatic fashion. So whereas I thought I was doing a great job with the stories in the book, you find out like you know when you do them. Verbally, you can tell them exactly the way you know that you see them. It's not open as open to interpretation as it is in print. Like the right. the humor comes through, I think more in spoken story. Not that I'm going to be telling the exact same stories, no. although I may uh, rely on a key Al Snow story here or there, since I believe there was one specific story where Al was largely naked. <laughs> uh, in front of a, a Canadian audience, so uh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll hit you guys with that. that that'll be the one sure thing. Uh, I got two. I have two nights in Ottawa, though, right? You do. You have uh, on the twenty third on Thursday, seven thirty and nine, and then I uh, will actually be at at the Friday show uh, at nine thirty. You also have a seven o'clock on that Friday, so the twenty third and twenty fourth of October. All right, four shows. So what I'll do is I'll do two like two different shows. And uh, I can't I can't do four different shows. No, I'll do, I know. <laughs> I'll do two different shows and I'll mix it up so if people want to come, uh, you know, <laughs> to two shows, it'll be a largely different experience. But I, I have fun, man. I I love it, and uh, I do you know think about experiences I had in different cities and how I can tie that in, and then I uh, try to weave in uh, you know like this little biogra- autobiographical journey. Uh, I take people on. And uh, throw in some contemporary wrestling <laughs> issues, and then we open up the floor to the Q and A. So every every night's a different experience. Now I was going to ask you, uh, are you not? You know, it's comedy, but uh, you, do you experience a lot of hecklers? Is that a big thing for you? No, no. What I get occasionally are over enthusiastic fans, <laughs> you know, who like 
either I get random yellers, like you know, like you mention the name of a guy and they yell out the name of the guy, or sometimes I could see this guy. He didn't mean to be a problem. He was just so excited that he knew the ending to a story that he yelled out the cookies. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was a a story I probably won't tell in Canada because it's a story about meeting. uh, not meeting, seeing uh, former United States President George W. Bush, who was not a particularly big fan of, until he looked out the window at me and and did my bang bang catchphrase. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, Dewey, look, it's my son's president, look." <laughs> I thought you hated that guy. I was like, "I do, but look, <laughs> hey, bang bang." And so and so that story is obviously a lot more effective when you don't have some guy in the third row yelling out "bang bang," oh, you know, man. like two minutes into the story. So I just ask people to, to. The problem I have is like when you have stories that are factual stories <laughs> yeah. that, in some cases, may have a known outcome. Just resist the urge to yell that out because it won't be impressing okay. me or anyone else in the building. <laughs> but I don't. I don't really get people who go out of their way to try to make the show more difficult, you know, based on alcohol consumption. Right. They're just occasional guys who inadvertently make the show more difficult. Yeah, that's true. Um, we uh, want to talk to you about the, the WWE product now. I know you watch the show uh, weekly with your with your kids as much as you can, and uh, you are still a big fan of uh, the WWE. Um, and uh, I was just uh, had a few questions uh, about the product itself now. And uh, what you think about it uh, as a whole? Well, I don't know. as a whole, I, I really enjoy it, and uh, I, I think <laughs> actually, uh, do you guys get the network there yet? Uh, we have a weird network. It's like through oh, Rogers only. Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of complicated. Uh, well, they just did my you know for all uh, have a nice day. Oh, Monday Night War. Yeah, on the awesome. Monday Night Wars, and so I was extremely grateful and thankful, and therefore you're not likely to get me to say anything negative, right, <laughs> for the next week or so. Uh, but after that episode, uh, we had the uh, the WWE countdown of the greatest uh, general managers in WWE history, mm-hmm. and I was watching with my two older kids. The younger ones went to sleep by then. And we were just howling, laughing at some of the things that WWE has done over the years. And it makes you realize that, it's sure, on a weekly basis, people can have issues with what they do. Yeah, but the fact is, I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> to put out a show, uh, you know, for, for how many years is this since Raw has been on live? Since 90, since 93, 90, yeah. Three? I mean, we're talking about... 21 years on a weekly basis, like no reruns. Like, of course you're going to get some things wrong, but mm-hmm. you look at the scale of things they've done right over the years, and it's really, you know, it's really, you know, kind of staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I got another question for you about the current roster. Is there anybody that you feel uh, a talent on the roster right now that you think is being underutilized, somebody they think could get that push that hasn't really got it yet? There's so many guys, you know, you can look at it and go, man, he could be a, this guy could be huge, this guy could be huge, this guy could be huge. It's not like there's that one guy you say, wow, they're really underusing him. I mean, if I had to pick somebody, I'd say, man, I'd love to see him do something with Ziggler. But then you, you see you see guys, like this guy, five or six guys that could be huge breakout stars. You know, uh, Cesaro is a guy that uh, comes to mind. Man, I'd still love to see Jack Swagger pick up uh, that uh, – that win over uh, Rusev, uh, yeah. I think that could be huge for him. And uh, and I see my, you know, like I, I gauge people's potential for success based on my 11-year-old son. And <laughs> when he says things like, "Dad, I could definitely see myself playing with a <laughs> Sami Zayn," yeah, yeah, Sami Zayn action figure, I was like, I ought to just call WWE and say, "Push this guy." My kids, as he can imagine himself playing with his action figure, uh, he's like a Nostradamus. You know, uh, he uh, you know he he really knows his wrestling uh, and has a a good feel for you know who's going to be the next big thing. Okay, so uh, Mick, if you were a commissioner now, then uh, how would you try to use this? Because we've known you said that uh, doing the commissioner is one of your favorite roles. So how would you be the commissioner on nowadays product? Well, I, you know, being a commissioner today would be. A, Fun and challenging because the authority is so strong, 
And I think they need something to counterbalance that kind of unadulterated strength they have. So uh, it probably shouldn't be me, and it won't be me, but I hope they do come up with like a a figure that, uh, you know, offers some resistance to the authority. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm going for Santino. Yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. I, I think Santino could take some of the elements that I, I brought to the table in, uh, in 2000 and really uh, have a, you know, a comedic counterbalance to the very serious authority. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be so good, so funny. Um, what about for uh, a wrestler right now who you would like to do an angle with? If you were still, still your knees were great, you were still flying as ever, and uh, who's the guy on the roster right now that you would love to have a, have a, have a feud with? Well, you just did a great job of describing exactly what I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, the, the two guys that jump out at me are uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Ambrose. Yeah. And how did I forget about those guys uh, when I'm talking about the stars of tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, no you get all the three, you know, former S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, uh, Ambrose, Reigns, and, uh, and – um, Seth Rollins, all those guys are going to be uh, huge stars on their own. But, uh, you know, I, I always like the, uh, the psychological battle of words, and I could definitely, you know, have had those with uh, Ambrose and Wyatt. And no question, I think we'd uh, do some. Oh, and I'd, lo- I'd love to be involved with Paul Heyman in some way. Oh, yeah. I was a commissioner. Just the idea of going out there and, like, embarking on verbal battle with Heyman, who is absolutely like, uh, you know, the state of the art right now mm, yeah. would be, uh, would be a dream. Yeah. Um, Ambrose and Wyatt were a couple of guys we thought that you might want to have a, uh, have a feud with or work with. And another question I want to know about you as a wrestler, it, there's, you, you, uh, participated in so many match types in your career. What's one that you haven't quite participated in that you'd like to see yourself in, whether it be elimination chamber, money in the bank, TLC, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have done a, a Elimination Chamber. I, I don't want any part of a match with ladders <laughs> these days. I, it is so, uh, you know, from a chiropractic anatomical standpoint, they're so bad for you. Right. Yeah. So that's the one thing. I, I, I you know, I, I know what makes uh, moves, you know, uh, lessens the uh, chances of injury, and I don't see any of that in a, you know, in the. the the falls onto ladders, so uh, I would want no part of that. Uh, I, I just want like a fifty-man battle royal, so I don't have to do anything. I think yeah, that's why one chance, like maybe WrestleMania, not a twenty-man. I don't know if that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Teddy Long could probably make a fifty-man tag team match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> Play out, uh, you hear me? Uh, a fifty-man tag team match. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd would pop for that. <laughs> Uh, just uh, to go back to like the, what RJ just said, you've done so many matches, and not only just so many matches, over so many different promotions. So, like, how was the transition from WWE to TNA in terms of just a like a wrestling standpoint? Even well, you know, it was, it was the first year I was there was a lot of fun, and I wish TNA nothing but the best, and sincerely hope you know they they are able to work out some type of TV, you know TV deal. Um, you know, uh, um, and it was, it was nice to kind of be able to, uh, um, you know, be out there and cutting promos and feeling like I was, uh, a part of something for a while. And then, uh, you know, they just, you know, they made, a uh, you know, some acquisitions mm-hmm. <laughs> that made the non-wrestling talker, you know, uh, you know, they, they just had at a certain point, they had like five non-wrestling talkers. Mm-hmm. And there was really no, you know, it was really serving no purpose there. But I did have a, a fun uh, first year and uh, really liked the people that I worked with and still, uh, you know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm in, in touch with a few people and they still like me. <laughs> That's important. Working That's... with me, yeah. It's kind of rare. rare. <laughs> yeah. um, well, thank you so much for doing this interview with us, Mick. I know you got to go. You got, you got. You're a busy, busy man, especially coming up this week. Uh, I just wanted to ask you one favor: if you could actually do a little promo for uh, the show, and it's called Wrestling with Ideas. That's the show called. Yeah. All right. Is that a Great. clever name, by the way? Is that an okay name? Or yeah, I like it. Oh, oh. Yes. yes. Very good. You ready? Oh, oh am I ever? All right. Hey, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to Wrestling with Ideas on WCGWJM, or a combination of initials that I can't quite grasp. Listen and learn and wrestle with ideas. 
Oh, thank you so much for making me. You throwing a bang bang? Oh, no, that'd be, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you do things like that. All right. Hey, hey we'll see you in uh, we'll, we'll see you in Ottawa. Oh, sure. most definitely. I can't Definitely. wait. Nine, nine right. o'clock, twenty uh, fourth of October. Check out uh, Mick Foley, guys. It's going to be awesome. Thanks again, Mick, and and have fun in in Western Western Canada. It's going to be I, crazy. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks time. a lot. Thanks, Mick. Bye. 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 Wow. Whew. What an interview! He kind of came off as a jerk, but <laughs> <laughs> he kinda, we kind of eased oh, him in there. Come on, he <laughs> liked to talk about himself a lot. A lot, very, <laughs> yeah, very selfish. But no, that's okay, Mick, whatever. No, Mix Mix a great guy. He was a great interview. Oh my god, Mick, if you're listening, we love you. Don't listen to Will about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so excited. That's so awesome. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and come back, and, uh, and we're gonna talk a little takeover, talk a little raw, talk a little uh, outside the ropes action. What's happening with uh, maybe Kurt Angle, maybe, and, and then see what's going on. But right now, let's take a commercial break. Mommy, I'm hungry. What do you do when your child says this and your cupboards are bare? Nutrition is key to proper growth and development. Thirty-seven percent of Ottawa Food Bank clients are children. Next time you're at the grocery store, why not put something in the Ottawa Food Bank drop-off basket? Every little bit helps. Ah, uh, that was yummy, Mommy. Can I go out and play? Ottawa Food Bank, helping feed the hungry since 1984. Visit us at ottawafoodbank.ca to find out all the ways to donate. Building hope, building dreams, building relationships, building a better childhood. For over 40 years, Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Ottawa have been pairing bigs with littles, ensuring a truly fulfilled childhood for all the children of Ottawa. Whether you wish to be a mentor or a donor, you'll change lives, make dreams come true, and be a part of a community that you can be proud of. To become a mentor or a donor for Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Ottawa, go to bbbso.ca. I read a newspaper once, and it gave me a lot of information on a lot of things that I didn't care about, and it gave me a paper cut. And on that day, I thought to myself, ow, ow, I also thought it would be a great idea to have a newspaper that had articles on things that I wanted to read, like the Algonquin soccer team my roommate plays on, and how the school is spending my tuition money. That's when I found the Algonquin Times. Algonquin Times is perfect for staying informed at Algonquin College. It's completely free, easy to find, and the best part, I didn't get a paper cut. Algonquin Times, get your copy today. We're all dancing. We're all dancing the same way the Hardy Boys would. The Jeff dance. <laughs> That's it. That's all we're doing right now. <laughs> Everyone in the studio is doing this. We're all acting like Hardy Boys. Whoa. Move like it's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Um, this, is, uh, this is Wrestling With Ideas. We just got out of an interview. Hey, turn this button. Turn this down. Turn this down, RJ. Cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music, buddy. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, wow, it was really loud for a while. Oh. Um, we just got uh, the Mick Foley interview. That was uh, that was awesome. Very much, uh, very very fun to do that with him. But we're gonna get right into takeover. Takeover is happening actually right now. We kind of collided with, uh, <laughs> with takeover. I don't know how we're doing with the ratings right now with them, Tough but spot. Yeah, we're battling Tough for spot. viewership here, yeah. folks. Yeah, battle versus yeah. TV versus radio. It's always gonna happen, my <laughs> friends. It's, it's just it's always gonna be our thing um, versus the network. <laughs> so that's our life. Um, but. We're gonna get break down what uh, what's happened. I guess you want to do that. We'll do what happened thus far. Are we gonna uh, do the predictions, maybe? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, most people well, are probably well, watching the show while they're listening. We could cover what we've seen and then kind of talk about what hasn't happened yet and give a prediction for it. Okay, well let's just do the fatal four way. Okay, yeah, yes. start with the fatal four way. That sounds fine. All right, so in the fatal four way, you got my uh, my man, uh, the champion Adrian Neville. Uh, British dude, <laughs> and the guy who uh, doesn't agree with gravity at all. So, so you're cheering for the only British person when there's three Canadians in the three match. Three Canadians, that is amazing. Uh, Tyler Breeze is from Penticton. Uh, you got Tyson Kidd from Calgary, and, and of course you got uh, Sammy, Zane. Sammy Zane from Montreal. So pretty, pretty cool. You got three versus one on the on the Canadian Richter scale. <laughs> um, so let's go around the room here on your uh, your predictions. What happened here with uh, with this is. Uh, Tyler Breeze got the number one contender spot, and then uh, he got broken up by Tyson Kidd, and then uh, uh, Mr. Regan what was it Regal? Yeah. <laughs> He's the GM, right? And so Regal gave it a four uh, fatal four way. And uh, I believe Neville also said, "I want to face all three of these." Yeah, Neville said it. Yeah, so that's right. Regal, so Regal gave him the opportunity to. All right, so. let's do this. Okay, Justin, who you got? 
Um, for the Fatal Four Way, I'm really liking Tyler Breeze. The last couple of weeks, I've just been I've been watching what he's been doing. I love his promos. He just literally reminds me of the Zoolander of pro wrestling. Yeah, I, he really is. He's, yeah. he's he's great. I love how he focuses everything on his looks, and he can actually back it up too. He's he's a great in wing in wing in ring worker. Wait, wow, it, Wait, it, it, it works. It works. It works. But no, I I really hope he can uh, make a great showing for himself in the least, anyways, and I'm sure he will. But to see him capture that title would be pretty cool. No, I agree. All right, RJ, who do you got? Yeah, um, I also like Tyler Breeze for the same reasons as Justin, but there's another. There's a couple other reasons I like him as well. For starters, I think he's a great competitor. I really like his uh, gimmick. I think it's one of the better gimmicks on MXT right now. He's a great talker. He's a very good in-ring competitor. And I think another reason is um, I think they're ready to bring up Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville to the main roster. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure they want to put the NXT title on them right now when, uh, when I don't think they're going to call up Tyler Breeze anytime realistically super soon. So I think they're going to give him the title for a little bit, and I think they might be ready to start moving Neville up to the uh, to the roster. So I think there is going to be a title change tonight. Okay, well, let's head over to Intern Island. Uh, <laughs> Brandon over Island. there, yeah, you're just kind of by yourself over there. That, that's uh, the perfect name for this place. Oh, it really Island. is. You're, yeah. you're going to be alone. You're going to get bullied a lot by us. Uh, <laughs> just kind of how it, that's how it works. Uh, so yeah, uh, give us your prediction on this Fatal 4-Way, newbie. Am I right, guys? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to be the kind of counter opinion to uh, – like, I, lo- I love Breeze. He's doing a good job but I, I don't think that uh, they're going to give him the belt exactly like I could see Neville dropping it but I think they're finally going to give it to Zane. he's uh, been kind of in this top spot so to speak where he's kind of like the baby face that a lot of the fans have been getting into and yeah. he's been super over for a long time now and that dates back to SummerSlam last year actually around Access I think was when him and uh, Bo Dallas were doing their thing that's right so uh, I think they're finally going to maybe kind of give him the spotlight, so to speak. And even if it's like a short-term reign, uh, I think it kind of starts with uh, the takeover tonight. And he's going to finally get the belt after like a whole year-long, year-and-a-half-long chase sort of story. Even if he's not doesn't have the longest reign in the world, it, it starts a takeover. Yeah, for sure. Well, I... I Liked. I want Sami Zayn to win. I don't think he was a win. I think I'm going to take. I'm going to take Tyson Kidd on this one, guys. Yeah. You, because for the, what you just said, RJ, is because yeah. you maybe put all three up, yeah. and, and have and, like Tyson Kidd's is there. He's really the, the guy. He's kind of like the tester for these uh, for the the younger core, essentially. Kind of like the um, kind of like oh, he has, see how Tyson Kidd works Tyson with Kidd, these yeah. guys, you know. And then so make Tyson Kidd the uh, like the. The pedestal, really. Yeah, he's and the, the veteran is, hand. Exactly, and he's helping these guys go up. And um, I think you put Sammy, Sammy Zayn, Tyler Breeze, and Neville up and uh, keep Tyson Kidd there, and he works someone, with someone else. Yeah, actually, I like that too. Tyson Kidd, I, I think they're really ready to just kind of keep him as that kind of star of NXT. He was up with the roster a few years ago. He's kind of just not really done anything since then. Yeah, they kind of throw him in a, so they, like a TLC or, yeah. a, or a Money in the Bank here or there just because yeah. he, he can he can do stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But, I, again, like they might not throw him in that spot just because there's only one world title now. Right. So they'd probably put him in the world title spot as opposed to the actual WWE title, Money in the Bank. So uh, Tyson Kidd, I think, is kind of going to be the mainstay big name in NXT. If he right. didn't really have a big name in NXT. Because uh, he's a great worker. I think everybody knows that. And uh, he's a decent talker. He had a really good promo for the NXT TakeOver. Really like that. I would like to see Kid on the main roster, but I do think he's the type of guy that they are going to keep in NXT for a while. Yeah. So I do agree with you. I think Tyson Kidd might have a shot of taking it tonight. Well, he's been able to reinvent himself on NXT in a yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, uh, totally with Natalia and, and stuff like that. Yeah, he's been on his way. The other thing coming out tonight is the Kenta, the big signing there. What happens when Daniel Bryan gets hurt? What happens when CM Punk leaves? Take the, grab the guy that they stole his moves from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and put him on NXT, essentially. You got to go to sleep. You got your combos from uh, from uh, from Kenta, like the whole thing. And the I, flying knee. Yeah, exactly, the flying knee, exactly, that Daniel took. And, and I guess when Steve, I don't say he stole it, but, you know. He, 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 he uses it. He uses it. <laughs> it ain't yeah. no secret. So, um, but, yeah, so Kenta, guys, this is exciting. He's 47 years old. Jeez. Is he, he actually really? that old? He's that old. Wow. So I think he is. Let me say, forty-seven, right? I, thought he yeah. was, I think yeah. So he's that. He's pretty old guy, and um, he's been wrestling in Japan forever. Mm. Uh, no, he's not. It's he's he's. Uh, did I say forty-seven? Yeah. You did, you did say forty-seven years old. 
No, he's 33. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was looking up, and I think okay. I was looking up another. Uh, he's another still guy. in the prime years of his yeah. life. Hey folks. guys, I don't know anything about wrestling. I just like wrestling. Okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Just talk about things that I think might be wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Wrestling with ideas. Wrestling with ideas. The idea of him being 47 <laughs> was. I a like sweet. to pretend to be an analyst. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like to do that. That's like what Alex Riley does. <laughs> so, um, Kenta, what do you guys think? What do you think, Justin? How do you, how do you feel about the situation? I haven't seen too much, but I, I've all heard uh, word of mouth. But from what I've heard, he see, he seems to be pretty good. Uh, obviously, his movesets reminiscent of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, which obviously isn't a terrible thing. They're both great workers, great uh, great in ring talent. So him having that style isn't so bad. Um, I like how they're pushing him though. Like they got sent Hulk Hogan over to Japan to uh, sign him. I, he was supposed to talk with Ric Flair tonight. Is that still happening? Well, I, d- that? I heard that Ric Flair got pulled. Yeah, there's rumors going around that Ric Flair got pulled, but like they're not like selling this guy short they want him to be big they want him to be a prominent player in nxt and i think it's just mainly getting him used to uh the wwe style of wrestling and then he's going to be called up before the end of the year oh i agree yeah i agree uh kenta he's a great worker obviously and uh i'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the moveset style like yeah are they going to let him keep the flying knee are they going to give him the go to sleep just in spite of punk are they just going <laughs> to let him do that or do you think that's going to start getting some cm punk chance mm. or if they're just going to give him let him reinvent a new finisher on his own mm-hmm. uh something something else i can't really think of whatever what other moveset he could use he likes to use his knees a lot so yeah. uh maybe something maybe something like that but i'm not sure whether they're going to really let him keep his actual moveset because you know the wwe does like to water things down a little bit sometimes so well that's the thing when they talk about bringing on uh kevin steen and even prince uh prince yeah for, uh, like you know what they do and the in the indie scene is much different what you see in the NXT, and that's the kind of thing I don't like to see is is when they do bring on these indie guys who have these phenomenal moves that you never see in uh, in the WWE, and then you put them in the NXT and they develop in there, and you see an NXT wrestler like look at Sami Zayn now, who as El Generico was crazy, and the matches he had with Steen yeah. were crazy, and it, and now you're probably not going to see matches like that ever again. Yeah, when you go to the WWE, they make you kind of be farmed to their style it's like the certain main event we got you have your certain dramatic moves you got your finish mm-hmm. and then like that's the entire match it's a yeah. staple they've used for years and all guys got to go through it the big thing that we haven't really touched upon is they let him keep his name they're calling him kenta right yeah. they have not repackaged him like they did say everybody else last right year. well yeah obviously el generico is as the name and then uh neville is is now uh, is Pac right? even so, even yeah. Brian Danielson didn't even get to stay Brian Danielson he became Daniel Bryan yeah. but they did exactly. keep CM Punk which is interesting too yeah so. that's interesting so mm. it's kind of like maybe telling to this guy's future well knows. that's the thing right like <laughs> mm. is that what we're gonna see it's just we've got to see how he talks too so yeah that's a that's one thing that I'm interested to see too is his uh ability to talk can he speak english really yeah it was like the, uh, with the foreign wrestlers coming in like especially with sin cara we came in like known in mexico all like all over and huge language barrier was oh, sin cara yeah. exactly and, and that was triple uh, h's first he time. did flop but you know, we'll see if he flops tonight with the the tag team championship so uh at nxt who, who knows <laughs> repackaged <laughs> under hunico Unico, <laughs> they, they just stole the. They just took his gimmick and put it to. Uh, gave they Hunico literally just gave bought Hunico the gimmick. The mask. Yeah, they gave Hunico the mask and then the armbands, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> that was and so a magical tattoo that's not just on his on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird. And he got physically bigger. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he and just grew three inches. Totally different move set and everything. Yeah, it's super. We see you. We see through you, WWE. <laughs> we know what you're trying to pull here. Um, so that's pretty much all I want to talk to you about. And NXT essentially with um, with that stuff because the other stuff happened already and I didn't want to I didn't want to break something down that already happened and be, and be fooling you guys for forever um, but I did want to talk about the news that did come out uh, earlier this week that Kurt Angle yeah has has come out and he's going to say he has a big announcement to uh, to make uh, in two weeks now what could that big announcement be he has been talking to the WWE for a little while um, and he has been talking to TNA again and there's also been talks with Global Force the new JJ uh, Jarrett uh, Jeff Jeff Jarrett uh, promotion so. What do you guys think it's going to be? Is it he's loyal to TNA? Maybe WWE's uh, doing a huge swerve on us? Or, or yeah. what's up? Well, uh, oh, you can go ahead, Justin. Oh, well, from what I'm reading here, it, he says he won't be wrestling until at least January. So it probably will just be a signing. And if that is what he, if 
that does give him the time to get in shape for WWE, but like we've been talking about before, are they actually going to let him wrestle? Like they, that's the reason why he left in the first place, and that was over eight. That was about eight years ago. He left because he they wouldn't let him compete. Yeah. So are they going to like? I just don't see them letting him pass the physical. Yeah. Would, yeah it, would his banged up body pass a physical? Th- th- those are very strict now with the wellness policy. Yeah. Right. Being as regarded as it is. Well, he did have problems with. Uh, with his uh, his painkillers, and that was yeah. initially what happened to him in uh, the WWE. Is like, okay, like what happened with Benoit? We don't want to take this drug policy stuff Eddie. going on, and Eddie as well, and we're going to take this seriously. Yeah. And and he's like, well, no, I'm like, I do painkillers. Like, oh well, okay, but uh, we're going to go through with this. Like, yeah. But I love painkillers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do painkillers. So he yeah. just left and he went to TNA, yeah. and he was a huge star in TNA, and he, he yeah. bo- totally gave. That promotion, a, a huge boost as far as relevance in the wrestling world. And another yep. thing working against Kurt is the number of DUIs and alcohol-related mm. issues no, definitely. Had since leaving for TNA. Does that give the the big mainstream family-oriented company a big black flag in terms yeah, exactly. of rehiring this guy? No, that's true. Yeah, and uh, Kurt Angle's also got to lay off the moonsaults off the cage if he goes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There are moonsaults and, in general. Yeah, guy's going to kill himself. Yeah, but... Mm. Um, well, I mean, if he does sign with WWE and he doesn't plan on returning until January, you do know what event is in January. I do. Mm. And if if number thirty, the uh, I'd mark out. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think we all would. <laughs> yeah. But um, I also feel like if he does sign with WWE and he does return on making plan on making a Royal Rumble appearance, uh, would they really would they announce the signing or would they try and keep it as under like as low as possible right. for a real surprise? Because if if he does come out in two weeks saying yeah I'm gonna be in WWE, then people are gonna be expecting him, and especially when. saying that January is when he's coming back. So like oh yeah, Kurt Angle's probably gonna return at the Royal Rumble. Just hopefully don't do what they do with Sting. The thing yeah. they're doing with Sting is really aggravating. Where exactly. it's like oh he signed, he's on the video, he's in the video game, and now he's kind of will he fight for us? Exactly. Who knows? Like it's really obnoxious. Actually, I, I yeah. dislike it very <laughs> yes. much. So yeah. but like if say. Bearing anything that happens with the, with Kurt Angle, he can't do it, or he can't do it. He's in the he's in the WWE. How are you booking Kurt Angle? Um, there's two things I would do. I'd either give him a WrestleMania match against Daniel Bryan. Mm. I think that's one thing that a lot of people would really like to see if Angle is up to it. Mm-hmm. Or I'd like to see him come out during a Lana promo. Just have the American the do 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 yeah and Rusev and on Rusev and just and just. But the only problem if they do feud. Is Rusev can't beat Kurt Angle? No, it's just not something you can do. But are they really looking to give Rusev's push to Kurt Angle? So that's it'd be a cool market moment if he came out during a Lana promo. But I don't think that feud would work booking wise. I second RJ on the fact that I want to see him and Daniel Bryan have a oh, match. Oh, that'd, that's be, that's that'd like, be the best match ever. That is the match Kurt Angle has to have if he ever comes back to the WWE. I think it's pretty up there. And uh, when it comes to Rusev himself, if he was to come out, would he even still have his push? I mean, I think he's got John Cena looking down, uh, breathing down his neck right now. Yeah. How long is that push going to last? What were you just... This one's a little bit different, but I obviously know he can't do this. I would love for him to be able to do this. I just know he won't be healthy. Especially with ideas. You have ideas. Exactly. I would love to see him do another match with Brock Lesnar because over Brock Lesnar's career in WWE, there's only been one person who's actually had success against him, and that is Kurt Angle. And it just Kurt Angle's a legitimate beast, as is Brock Lesnar. And you can you could see Kurt Angle beating Brock Lesnar because he's done it before. He's made Brock Lesnar tap out. Right. He's pinned Brock Lesnar. I I believe he's pinned Brock. Oh Lesnar. yeah, SummerSlam. Oh yeah, exactly. He's He's the, like has the most success against Brock Lesnar, and just yep. I w- they've had that amazing match at WrestleMania 19. Although they almost killed each other in the process, so yeah. maybe it wouldn't be a good idea again because yeah. there's his health. But I just think personally, it'd be something cool yeah. to see again. And na- nowadays, the only thing that can beat Brock Lesnar is a pair of steel steps. Yep, every match he's lost in the last few three four has yep. been via the steel steps. That's his. That's, that's his, his Spanish like, announce table. Yeah, yeah. His, his that's, that's his table. kryptonite, man. Yeah. You can't if he sees steel steps, he's gone. It's yeah, over. It's over. The only way Triple H beat him is the only way Cena beat him. I did uh, Punk. The Punk. Beat punk him? didn't oh, beat him. Oh yeah, punk, yeah. Well, I thought I thought Punk wins every match. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, going on from there, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about Raw, and yep. uh, but we're gonna take a quick f- commercial break. Come back with you and, and talk about uh, what's going on in the world of Raw, and we're gonna have a few like we're gonna have twenty five minutes with you about that. 
CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. How do our four-legged friends remain so positive? With the incredible support from the Ottawa Humane Society, animals become healthy, then our pets, and before you know it, they're members of our family. Each year, nearly 11,000 lost, abandoned, or abused animals are cared for by the Ottawa Humane Society. Why not see how far your love can go? Donate, adopt, or volunteer at the Ottawa Humane Society. Find unconditional love and love it unconditionally. Please visit ottawahumane.ca. This is what emphysema from smoking sounds like. It is a chronic, long-term disease that only gets worse over time. When you have emphysema from smoking, your body can't get oxygen fast enough. Your lungs stop inhaling, your chest will swell, and you'll feel tired all the time until you just stop breathing. Don't let emphysema from smoking stop your breath. The Lung Association will give you all the tools you need to quit. Because when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. Visit lung.ca today to kick your habit. For 25 years, you've been helping to make our roads safer by doing the right thing. You've been the designated driver. You've stayed over. Called home. You've called a cab or a friend and planned ahead. Let's keep doing the right thing. Support sober driving by getting yourself and your friends home safely. Do the right thing. Visit arrivealive.org to find out more. Arrive alive. Drive sober. We have the best beds going. <laughs> the flames are high. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, where's the flames? Who the flames out of the studio? Um, we're about to talk about Rob, but there is some sad news we got to get to. Um, uh, another passing in the world of wrestling happened uh, yeah. this week, and uh, it is it's sad. It uh, former WCW and e- and WWE star uh, Sean O'Hare uh, had passed away this week. Uh, uh, on Monday morning, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it sucks, man. Like you know, it's just it's just the world of wrestling always happens. You know, there's like a long while where nothing, happens, and then mm. eventually, like another wrestler dies, and and as I believe it was rumored to be uh, suicide yeah. as well. Mm. Another yeah, it was mental health issue in 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 wrestling. Like there's and must multimedia be... in general. Like look at how many celebrity or notable deaths have happened because of suicide and depression. Mm. No, I know. I, I, I remember. I remember Sean O'Hara. He was awesome. He got. He was started in the WCW uh, yep. Power Plant, which natural is their development. Born yeah, exactly. And he was the uh, yeah the natural born thriller. He was crazy. He was six foot six. Um, uh, yeah, he was at the Power Plant. Uh, three time WCW World Tag Team Champions. He spent his three years in the WWE. Great uh, gimmick. Great, great gimmick. gimmick. The Devil's Advocate. Yeah, Advocate. The WWE dropped the ball on that one. That could have yes. been a huge. Just an enormous gimmick. Yeah, if you go- getting him over the vignettes were perfect. Mm-hmm. I would suggest anybody to even go out of their way and check, take a look at them now. That's what I was to say. Look at the Great Sean O'Hara stuff. promos; uh, they are awesome. Oh, for sure. Like I remember uh, watching those promos on SmackDown, and like I, you don't really get the creeps from certain guys when you see their promos because you're like, oh, I, I know what's going on here. But I, I remember when he's talked, I just kind of got a little bit of a chill. It was his look and how he was saying it, like he. It was just, oh, it was so great, and it's just, it's too bad they never went anywhere with it. His presence Agreed. fit that the exactly. aura of that character. Right. No, I, I agree. I think, going to the mental health issue in wrestling, do you think that the uh, WWE should extend maybe something, maybe like an after, like a post-wrestling life, some kind of, like a reach out maybe to get some some help for wrestlers? Obviously, you never know. It's hard to read all the time, but but you know, like with the uh, with the NFL, they kind of reach after like post post NFL uh, concussion syndrome, and, and they kind of help them out. Um, do you think we should, should, the WWE should do something like that? Maybe help these guys out with a uh, with a bit like a, a talking to him every week. Talk to somebody about this. Maybe to like cement themselves as like to show that they really are for their guys and yeah. to really put their name good into it. like they're a publicly traded company. Yeah. They should be putting a lot more effort into this sort of stuff. Like we've seen the WWE send people to rehab on their dime before. They're pretty they're very good for doing that. 
any any change is good because yeah. it's happened far too many times for the company to give a blind eye to stuff like this. Yeah, I agree. And it's sad when it happens. It's bad on the company. When, well, it's not really bad for the company when it happens. But if they did show something, like Will said, to kind of reach out to them, that's more good than bad. Like, it's not yeah. – it's, it's, there's no, like, no harm doing that because it has happened a lot. We've seen a lot of, like – uh, like depression or like head injuries, like like mental issues after wrestling. So it'd be nice it'd be, if they did something like that. I think that'd be really good. Yeah, I, I sure. agree. But after that, let's get back. Let's get into the Raw season premiere of Raw. What yeah. was that season premiere? It's like as if it ended sometime. Well, I guess it's the calendar year season premiere yeah. for like the mm. fall schedule. Almost kind of like the, this is the season premiere for us. You know, we got to we got to yeah. compete against football. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Season premiere. No, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of what the deal was. And they started off with a pretty good match. They, I was I was down with it. It, it really picked up at the end. It yes, was, but the yeah. the finish though. Uh, it was a it was a, it, a completely funky finish. Yeah, well, very even, weird finish. Uh, Justin had a thought on it. So steel cage match. Bray Wyatt. Chris Jericho. You want me to get my thoughts on it? For sure. Um, how I personally would have done it is, Wyatt, I think they're going to use the steel cage as Wyatt's house. Like He's had two cage matches now, but he's won. If, it would be a good place for him to use as sort of his match, his thing. Because like, for him, he, he doesn't want to get away from people. He wants them to feel his, his pain, I guess, or sort of to understand where he's coming from. And yeah, he's trapped in that house you, with him, with that monster. You are trapped in there with Bray Wyatt, and you want to get out of there. And when you try to escape, you can't because there's a Wyatt family. Right. And, like, the first thing that Wyatt does is almost he runs right to the door trying to get out. Like, he's afraid of Chris Jericho. Can, Chris Jericho controlled the match for the first five minutes or so. And it's just like, no. Chris, like, I love Chris Jericho. He's a great performer in every aspect of all-time wrestling. Great. All-time, all-time great. All-time great. Definitely in my top five, personally. Yeah. Um, but, like, you Absolutely. can't... You can't book, like, Wyatt like that. It's just not right. He should not be trying to run away from Chris Jericho. He should be trying to pin him in that match. No, I agree. I agree. Um, the match itself was was okay. Mm. Um, it was a pretty... Is you, can, you can't really disagree with that as a raw opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, it really picked up when Jericho jumped off the cage. Yeah. Yes. But from from a standpoint of like I loved I loved the I love the spot, but from a from a just logical standpoint, why aren't you jumping onto the Wyatt family on the outside of the cage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just from a logic standpoint or or something like that. I mean I get it. I love the I love the spot. Uh good on Jericho doing the spot. It at mm. first at first it kinda looked botchy. Yeah. I did think he was kind of hurt at the beginning, but it was just great selling by Jericho. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gave Bryant, Wyatt a, uh, a not fully Bryant, clean win. that saves time. Bryant, <laughs> it gave him a not a fully clean win over Jericho to keep Jericho somewhat strong, which had been booking him a little bit stronger recently, which yeah. I like to see uh, to go into his match with Orton at a uh, Night of Champions, mm. which uh, Orton's probably going to go over in. But anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he but, will. Know, yeah, but the, the finish, I just I, I didn't really get it. Yeah. I think I think I think once Jericho hurts his knee, I think Wyatt just needs to pin him. What do you think of the the Y two J Bray Wyatt uh, rivalry in general? The rivalry in general is underwhelming because it's practically the scene of feud, but without much of the meat that it had going into WrestleMania, and we don't really understand why Wyatt targeted Jericho, other than the fact that he was mentioning like Jericho calling himself a savior from like seven years ago. Right. It has <laughs> it hasn't really progressed or done anything good, and the. I, the SummerSlam match was, was good, and the Battleground match, I, I think, kind of sucked a little bit. Yeah. This cage match was fine. Like, it, it was a good way to mm-hmm. open and start the show. It, it, it was slow at the beginning, but it picked up, as uh, RJ mentioned, once the, Jericho got wacky and did his huge dive off the top and splashed onto Wyatt. And, uh, again, it, it really picked up at the end. And, again, the finish was just it was very weird. Like I think like Wyatt ended up backing away from Jericho and mm-hmm. fell out of the cage yeah. and won. It's a very strange finish. Yeah, and no, then no. they went back into the cage. Yeah, and no. then went back in to beat him up. So yeah, I don't know. That was uh, that was rough. I, I feel like if we know that Jericho's going to put him over because he's got the tour coming up in uh, I think it's in October. Very <laughs> soon. Like, how is he going to perform with his knee injury, guys? With oh, Fonzie, oh, is it? No, <laughs> <laughs> or Fonzie, Fonzie, you know, But hey. <laughs> I, I think I think just what the way I would have finished the match is you still got to try and keep Wyatt look sort of strong. He looks weak. He yeah. looks weak right now. Every week after the Cena feud, Every he week, looks he weak, weak, and people were really starting to just kind of be bored of him. They're turning on him, and they're really turning on him. He was the really cool heel when he when he started, but now he's getting booked like like the chicken the chicken heel. Yeah, mm. and and that's not that's not as that's not what yeah, he's supposed is. to be portrayed as. 
and Miz plays it perfectly. Yeah. But why it is not portrayed as that, and I don't, I don't really like the way they've been doing it lately. So uh, hopefully we pray that they start doing something with him. But it's, it's tough because if they don't, he'll have no fans <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> That's really good. That nice. nice. That's really good touch. Um, I like you. You can stick around for a bit. Um, Paige, I thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all right, right? You're all right, kid. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> stick with me. Um, next segment was uh, Paige and. AJ Lee defeating uh, Natalia and uh, and Rosa Mendez, one of the better wrestlers we have. On <laughs> oh, of course, Rosa's <laughs> a top tier. <laughs> this thing is crazy. After watching the Bailey and Charlotte match, and just watching like the Bellas being on the top of this division and well, feud. Yeah. Oh my god! I, 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 really I have <laughs> some stuff on the Bellas. Don't worry, boys. All right. Well, we we talked a lot about the Bellas last <laughs> week. It was uh, we'll move too. I was like, it was wrestling with ideas and the Bellas at that yep. point. <laughs> it was it was really ridiculous, actually. Um, I'll, I'll try to be quick. So then they did a little little thing there with um with AJ and then the the, the page AJ thing with they started kissing the Divas Championship. That was pretty cool. Moving on. Um, <laughs> the best part of the show, in my opinion, it was pretty early, but Paul Heyman confronted little John Cena. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Paul Heyman's going to do Paul Heyman things, which yep. is uh, one of the best promo cutters of all Being time. master on the microphone. Exactly. Yeah. A very articulate, uh, very articulate sure. dude. Um, and he was, yeah, confronting again with the heel like tease of uh, of John Cena. We saw this with with Dopey Kane, Demon yep. Dopey Kane, and we also <laughs> saw this with um, with Bray Wyatt recently. As yep. like oh, you got to embrace the hate type of dealio. And uh, this 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 was okay, but then John Cena really made it John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> with a little doofus I, promo back. I think it was it was kind of very John Cena y, but it was one of his better segments. In the last little while, in because my of because of Paul Heyman, yeah, like, that's that's something you see every week. Paul Heyman's probably the best thing on TV right now for the past month with Ambrose out. Yeah, so Paul Heyman's probably one of the Ambrose top. will be back after uh, yeah. Night of Champs. And, so. and what Heyman's probably what we can we He'll can probably say probably one of the best top five mic workers ever. Yeah, mm. certainly I would the best say. they have right now, and he's absolutely the best they have right now. So, um, but I think Cena was okay in that segment, but he's just the, he just. We we, we we beat this to the ground that Cena's just the same person every week. He comes up just smiling and no selling everything. But Cena has so he has a lot of talent. Cena when he was with the the doctor of thugonomics that got him super over. Oh, Cena like, can cut super a promo. Over. He can talk. Cena can talk. Cena can wrestle. Cena's put on a lot of great matches, but he's just the same stale crap exactly. every week. He doesn't even necessarily need a heel turn. He just needs a character change. I agree. Not even an entire change. He just needs to freshen things up. When you've been the exact same since 2006, no wonder a good majority of the audience is going to turn on you entirely. And I remember when I kind of rolled my eyes was when his big, awesome response to Paul Heyman was something along the lines of, Shut up, Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, yep. good God. All right, that's your big, fiery baby face good come back save, there. Bro. Oh, yeah. Skid marks, skid marks 114. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. It was like someone on Twitter said it. I actually believe it's the WWE 2K Games account. They said, and then Paul Heyman proceeded to speak for two hours, and it was super great, and everyone was happy forever. Unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't how it went down, and uh, I do have an antidote from Paul Heyman's thing, but I don't really want to go into it too much because... We already know how great Paul Heyman is. I, mm-hmm. You don't need me to tell you how great Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman is. And if I read his little promo thing, it's going to sound even worse. So I'm just not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it was. And then we're going to see Brock Lesnar uh, this Monday now. He'll be showing up uh, to the go-home show to set up the uh, Night of Champions, which is obviously with his new deal. He's got the we can place you wherever we want, but he's going to be paid per uh, per show. That's how it yeah. works down. Instead of being monthly in advance. I would hope that they were kind of conspiring that before giving him the belt and were considering it the entire time. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Rolls. Uh, speaking of Rolls, Seth Rollins uh, defeated Je- Sheamus and, and, uh, because of uh, Cesaro Bank. there. Yeah. That's uh, the color. Lord. And uh, you, gotta, you gotta love, uh, love Rollins, but yeah. Sheamus brutal right now as yeah. the US champion. I- Little Stale and, and, and Cesaro, this match is just kind of quickly put together because you know it's not a champions and I don't really care that every championship is on the line yeah. but like that gimmick's lame to me I don't care if everything's on yeah I agree uh, Seamus you just said uh, he he's really stale he's the Irish Cena right now kind mm. of with the US title and um, 
He not only needs a character change, I think he does need a real heel change, heel, heel, heel turn. When he debuted as a heel, as a monster heel, he got a really good push. He's a pretty solid heel. He's got the he's got the he's got the the figure. He's got the, he's got the big frame. He can play a good heel. He's actually an okay talker when he's not just smiling, yelling fella all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's a solid heel. He can play a nice he can play a nice heel, like a nice upper mid card heel. But but uh, babyface uh, smiling fella Sheamus is not really working for me, and <laughs> the fact that Seth Rollins kind of played third fiddle in that match yeah. after after Sheamus and Cesaro is kind of weird to me. I feel like they need to book uh, Rollins a little bit stronger than that if they're really considering pushing him. Well, let's go be- break it down right now. You got Roman Reigns and Rollins at uh, well, well, maybe we'll save it for next week because that's Night of Champions next week. But uh, that's an interesting. You know, finally we see Roman Reigns care about the Shield breaking up exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, was. A which crazy. is awkward, yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, oh, this was like two, three months ago? Yeah, it only yeah, took him three months to notice that they weren't a group anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Rollins, <laughs> yeah. you were not, not friends? Wait, 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 we're not friends? <laughs> I, don't don't know. Know. I just thought you were hanging out with Ambrose for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Where is Ambrose, anyway? Yeah, this is, this is, uh, that was... Uh, there was that nothing was, to that match. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing really caring about it, and like, we think Cesaro lost a lot of steam going through, especially with the Heyman uh, push. Yeah. Super excited for that initially in the beginning of the year fell flat for me man like yeah, he yeah. just he was nothing and especially I when you had maintain it was not the right move well because Heyman had to do his own thing promote Lesnar yeah and he had to totally sell the uh the Undertaker losing at, at Wrestlemania that happened right I'm not sure if it, uh, yeah no did it his client no, did you... Brock Lesnar I heard <laughs> did did defeat the Undertaker and break a streak at Wrestlemania <laughs> I think I read that Really? Somewhere I might have heard it uh, somewhere on television. Yeah, <laughs> maybe on Raw. I think it might have been on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's get right into the uh, to the, the the tag match, which was awesome. NXT was on Raw uh, first time for all these guys except for Tyson Kidd, and uh, it was it was really cool. Uh, Neville and, and Zayn t- uh, teamed up, which uh, hasn't been the first time, and they did this uh, three weeks ago uh, on NXT uh, versus Breeze and, and Kidd, and that was the best part of that match. And right now the best matches going on right now. The Fatal 4-Way, we're not watching it, uh, kind of saving it for this show. Uh, it's probably awesome, just like this tag match was. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I think this, uh, this, is, this, is, this is great. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, just quickly, though, there was a segment before where uh, they had Lana and Rusev come out. Oh, right. And no, the only reason I want to say this is because they played the anthem, and JBL, Michael Cole, and... King. King, I don't even... Yeah, I, I'm so frustrated. Like, they, they just kept talking and saying, this is insulting. What's insulting is talking during someone's national anthem and saying all these horrible things about it. Yeah. Like, he won, he's beaten beaten Jack Swagger mel- multiple times, and, like, it's just disrespectful, disrespectful to bash an anthem just because it's, you're in America, and they're showing their pride. Right. Yeah, it's like when you go to, when you go to a sports game, uh, say, we're at a, say we're at a baseball game, say we go to the Jays game at the Rogers Center, you're really going to talk during the American national anthem? I, I, I get that I get that he's a monster heel and blah 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 and you're supposed to hate him, but I do agree with Justin here. I think that's I think that's uh He's not, not Carlos the, Delgado. It's it not low. the way. It's it not the low. way I would have gone about it. American pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. That, right now that they kind of healed themselves that way. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about that. Um, so the NXT match was awesome, super cool. Um, but mm. here's uh, here's the brutal part about this show. Uh, Jerry Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer is oh not relevant. God. Hasn't Good been on the Lord. show forever, and and he is on Raw. And, and Justin, I know you have like you have some strong some strong points about this, and I want you to get me at this. Uh, Jerry Springer moderated a conversation between the Bella Twins. That's I'm, all I'm going to tell you, gonna, and you take it from there. I'm going to keep it short. And I'm going to let you know right now, the Bellas got 20 minutes for this segment with Jerry Springer. It's not even, this is your life. This, <laughs> this, is, a, this is a bad segment. NXT got five <laughs> minutes. Uh, Ziggler and Miz got about five to eight minutes max, as does the U.S. Oh, yeah, title. We didn't talk about that segment. That segment was offensive, by the way. Yes. So, base, yeah, we don't talk about the uh, Ziggler-Miz segment because that's that's just a dumb segment. Don't do it, the Photoshop it's, thing. It's, Nobody likes it. Stop it. Yeah, it's, it's too brutal. bad, too, because nope. I'm actually kind of enjoying that feud, and they kind of threw that garbage at us. I know. Like, <laughs> The Bellas got 20 minutes, and you combine those three segments I just told you about, and they got about three minutes more. There is no reason why your NXT guys, who are going to be on pay-per-view this, this t- t- tonight, and why your Intercontinental Champion, which is technically your biggest title on Raw because your champion's not there, and you're going to give him five minutes in a terrible Photoshop segment, but you're going to give the Bellas 20 minutes to talk and then battle, and then Jerry Springer is going to hurt his ankle and then get stretchered out. Brutal, yeah. awful. It was horrible. And 
And the, the the big problem for me too is the fact that I just I just I just see this all leading up to Nikki winning the belt. I just yeah. oh my gosh. just I just just because total divas and dating John Cena and all this garbage. They're trying to keep the bells relevant because they're dating the two biggest stars in the company, and and they're just gonna they're just gonna give the belt to I just this is the way I see it. I just I, I don't see anybody but Nikki winning at Net of Champions in the triple threat match. And the worst thing about Nikki in that match, it literally like looks like she was doing the walk of shame to the ring. Her hair wasn't even made. It looked like she was wearing the same clothes from the Hey day man, before. don't put her away. I'm just saying it looked like she did the walk of shame when she came out. Like she's <laughs> you're a diva and your hair is gonna be all straggly and messy. No. <laughs> nope. You were doing stuff. Just saying. Look folks. I got nothing against Jerry Springer. All right, great guy. Made his great deal in television. I don't even mind, like, an odd cameo if he's just backstage. Nobody – they took this feud in the wrong direction. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be them fighting. It would have been better if Nikki was forced to attack her sister because the authority threatened her job or something like that and make it deeper where they continue messing yeah. Yeah. with the two sisters. We've seen the family feud 10, 50 billion times and it doesn't work. And it's, it's not. And it's not even like it's between two good, good superstars either. Like it's it's the Bellas. Yeah, like it didn't work between Matt and Jeff. I thought it was kind of kind of laughable and funny with their, yeah yeah Matt burned Jeff's house down and uh, he killed his dog and just it, it's it's big, ridiculous. Big, big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not believable. I mean, Brett and Owen did it. I can say they were probably the only two that actually made that whole angle successful. That's Brett and Owen Hart. Here yeah. we have. Nikki and Brie Bella. Acting's awful. Uh, terrible acting. Nothing's believable. It's corny, silly, and everybody wants to tune out. Worst show on television. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Well, moving on, we only have about four or five minutes left here on the show, so uh, let's let's quickly run through the rest of the show. Um, Adam Rose, new Mr. Mr. Swerve. Is HBK the bunny for Adam Rose? No. <laughs> it's Zack Ryder. It's Zack Ryder? <laughs> that was a cool, sweet chin music, though, that he had. That was a great kick. Um, the rumor is, actually, that it's... Uh, it's it's your boy Darren Young. Darren yeah, Young. Yeah. The African-American version of... Uh, of John Cena, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be in there, and so that's the rumor. He's coming back off his uh, off his knee injury, and and uh, that should be interesting. Uh, um, Adam Rose, though, like you said, <laughs> like you said to me today, Justin, like why is he winning on Raw and jobbing on NXT? Yeah, <laughs> like, the thing is, uh, what are they doing with it? Whoever's the, whoever the bunny is, like, are they trying to just give him this awkward, weird push? Like, are they actually gonna? Like take yes. the suit off and get a push. The how, bunny's more over, like you said. How the bad is that? How bad is that? The bunny is more over than Adam Rose. I mean, that, that's a push done right, right it's there. True. Right? <laughs> hey, hey, whoever whoever the bunny is, is they're instantly over. Yeah, instantly exactly. over. <laughs> it's just it's it's probably gonna be somebody that they've tried to get over like a million times and failed. Just Del Rio never really got fired. Yeah, Del exactly. Rio and the bunny suit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, and then the last thing that happened was uh, Reigns uh, <laughs> defeated uh, Randy Orton. Rollins came out and, and stomped Reigns at the end of the show, and that's what led up to this uh, this new crazy feud between Rollins and Reigns. Wow, what a feud! Like <laughs> it's not like this shouldn't have happened and, and two poor months Rollins, ago. Rollins, he nearly gets impaled. At oh the my end gosh! Did you guys notice that? Oh yeah. my Page goodness! Was coming down. Yeah, that Good was the crazy thing for me. Good thing he's a cat. Like, but. If, oh. any, if anything, at least Rain finally got put down. He's not super invincible. He yeah. doesn't stand on top every show with his arms raised and chasing down the heels. They finally got one over on Believe him. Believe that! He needed to start showing some vulnerability, and it started with this show. Thumbs up for that. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I agree. Like, Reigns is getting too Superman-y too fast. Like, I like Reigns. I think he's got a lot of potential. Right now, he's not really that good. He he's got the Worst look. Of the shield. He's got the look that women just love. Love, love. <laughs> that the women are loving, and, and, and Vince McMahon loves muscly, long haired, muscly pretty with boy, long haired, and <laughs> like, yep. and but he can't really talk right now. He can't work longer than five minutes. Great hot tag on the guy. Uh, great hot tag. Was great in the shield. He's got some some high impact moves, yeah. but he's just he's he's not ready yet. And I think they're making him look too. Too Superman-y, and I think that people might start turning on him. Yeah, I, I think you might be right too there. Uh, we'll see what happens with him and, and Rollins. Uh, we'll see what happens on the Go Home Show on Monday. We'll be back for that on uh, on uh, on Thursday for the preview of the of the Money of the Bank. Let's say uh, of Night of Champions. Yep. Braden, you will not be with us. We have another intern coming in. We got Beth 
Uh, very happy to have our own diva for the show. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be, Hope she does me proud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for Beth, too. Not that you were but great. You were awesome. You were one, great one, tonight. One thing Fantastic. I do want to ask, though, um, because you won't be with us next week, who, give us some quick predictions for Night of Champions. Just get him out. Champions of the card. Well, Brock's obviously going to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title against Cena. Uh, I believe Ziggler is going to retain the Intercontinental title. Cesaro will probably win the U.S. belt off Sheamus. I kind of think Stardust and Goldust might take the tag belts yeah, off ooh, of uh, the I'd Usos. Like that. And, uh, yeah, Nikki, unfortunately, obviously, is probably going to win the Divas belt to further this storyline. And Orton that- over Jericho, and obviously Reigns is going to destroy the shit out of Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Let's see about that. No worries about that. All right. We will uh, we'll see you guys next week on uh, Wrestling With Ideas. Thanks again to Mick Foley for being on our, our first ever show. And uh, that was awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Oh, awesome. Time, see you next week, everybody. Peace.